Welcome to On The Mic Podcast. This is your host, Tim Drake. On today's episode, we took the podcast down to Newport Beach to sit down with Todd Masters of Toddland. Todd, of course, was one of the guests of the live episode last year at San Diego Comic-Con that unfortunately was never released because the audio was corrupt. So I was really excited to sit back down with Todd, be able to catch up and talk about this year's Toddland exclusives for San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, I was really excited too because Austin was able to join me down in Newport and we really had a great time just catching up with Todd, talking about some of our favorite memories at Comic-Con, a lot of the different fandoms that we love, and of course, you know, everything Toddland. So they have a really cool little office space in Newport. Uh, that we also put a video together for that we will launch early next week. Uh, just kind of showing behind the scenes of what the Toddland office is like. Uh, it's, it's, it's very similar to kind of what I was trying to build uh, in, in my old apartment in Salt Lake City, just filled with pop figures and awesome pop culture art, different sign memorabilia. Uh, it's just an awesome, awesome place. And just right off the beach, too, you can look through one of the windows in the Toddland offices and see the ocean. So it's, it's just in a gorgeous location. And really just a great place to spawn creativity, which is which is one of the things I attribute to why Toddland is just such an incredible company and puts out such outstanding product. Uh, you know, a lot of people are probably going to think, oh, you know, you're friends with Todd. That's why you're doing this. No, I, I, I was a fan of Todd before I got to know Todd. And so this is something that the first time I saw Toddland products at San Diego Comic-Con with their Bob's Burgers merchandise, I, I just fell in love with the stuff that they were making. So, I mean, I, I'm, of course, a huge fan of a lot of pop culture stuff. I have a huge collection of, you know, pop figures, different different action figures, T-shirts, posters, different comic book art, of course, a big comic book collection. And, and it's just stuff that I love. And so to, to be able to reach out to a creator that, you know, I really admired their work and be able to have Todd join us on the podcast last year uh, for the live show. And then, you know, to be able to go down to his studio space and, you know, be able to check out what they've got coming. Of course, this year they are bringing back Bob's Burgers as well as Family Guy and a new addition with American Dad. Uh, they have a lot of great stuff that you can see on their website at toddland.com. Now, keep in mind, all of these pieces, they do sell out really fast. So if they are not sold out yet on the website, they are going to be sold out by the end of the convention. It's rare that these pieces stick around. Um, Todd does talk about that and also talks about some pieces that are just simply Toddland exclusives um, that they may have at other conventions um, throughout the year. So, but for the most part, these do sell out incredibly fast, and so you're going to want to get your hands on them. If you can pre-order them, even better, because that way you just have to bring, you know, your pre-order uh, confirmation up to the table and be able to uh, just have them pull your order. They've also launched a new pre-order system uh, that Todd does talk about in this. I know when we, we reached out to everybody on, on Facebook and Twitter and said, hey, what questions do you have for Toddland? We weren't expecting, you know, the questions of, you know, oh, what's the pickup process going to be? They've already been answering those questions. You know, we wanted some in-depth questions, you know, for Todd. But, of course, everybody was just concerned about their pre-orders. So we made sure that, that Todd did address those. Of course, I already have my pre-orders in. So, I mean, I go through the same process everybody else does. You know, I want to make sure that I get those pre-orders in to be able to snatch up the awesome merchandise that they put out. And of course, like I said, they sell out incredibly fast. So sometimes it is just a matter of, of getting on there and just clicking away uh, to quickly get your order placed, uh, especially their, uh, their Bob's Burger Burger of the Day t-shirt and pins. Uh, those always sell out immediately. I think I believe the pin is already sold out. So you know, those, those go so, so fast. Uh, so make sure that you guys, you know, if, if it's something that you want, get on there and pre-order it um, to make sure that you have those locked down. The biggest thing, and we cannot stress this enough, you can only pick these up at San Diego Comic-Con. They are not being shipped, so make sure that if you do pre-order, you're down at San Diego Comic-Con, you've got a badge to be able to get in, 
so that you can you can get your uh, your merchandise picked up. You know, it would be really sad if you ordered it and you know you didn't you didn't get it because <laughs> it's awesome stuff. You know, there are a few surprise items coming up. The Family Guy 300. Austin and I got a little peek at what that is. It's really awesome, and I think you guys are going to love it. So make sure you get there early. They've got a special way Todd talks about. Um, that they're going to make it completely random of who is able to buy uh, those items. They want it to be as fair as possible. That's one thing a lot of people complain about, you know, different comic conventions. They don't think the lines are fair. The exclusives are fair. And everybody's kind of flying by the seat of their pants. They're not trying to, you know, single anybody out and make it unfair for you. But, you know, Todd is all about making sure that everybody's able to have fun and just be able to have the best Comic-Con possible. So they've, they've gone out of their way to really try and make it the most fair process possible to be able to get some of these exclusive items. Um, and Todd will explain all of that throughout the podcast. So make sure you stick around for the entire episode. Don't fast forward through parts, even when we're just kind of bullshitting, you know, there's a lot of good stuff here. Todd even tells a story about how a lady almost punched him last year. <laughs> so, so you'll want you'll want to stick around um, for the entire episode to hear all those stories. And yeah, we kind of reminisce and, and, and just bullshit throughout the episode like we always do. Uh, but it was a lot of fun to be able to sit down with Todd and again be able to check out the Toddland space. And again, thank you you know for letting us come down there, Todd. It's a great space, and I look forward you know to seeing everything else that has to come. Uh, for this year and for the convention, especially especially the Bob's Burgers booth this year, they have a new design. You know, in the past they've had the the Bob's restaurant, um, they, they've had the uh, the food truck. They had brought that down to WonderCon, and they have a new one. Uh, Todd told us what it was, and it's going to be really awesome. So you're going to want to go check out the booth. Uh, it's right next to the Fox booth, and if you're following them um, on Twitter, they'll have all of that information as well. But make sure you go to Toddland.com. Uh, get those pre-orders, and you can find out all the information there as well. Also, if you're not following the SDCC unofficial blog on Twitter, that is the San Diego Comic-Con Bible. It may be the unofficial blog, but those guys are on top of it. I swear by them. So they save us a lot of headache and a lot of time, and it, it, they're, they're just lifesavers. So make sure you're following them as well. They're always great to be able to promote the things that we are doing uh, down there as well. Speaking of the things that we're doing, do not forget... On the Mic Podcast, live at San Diego Comic-Con, Thursday, July 19th at the Neil Morgan Auditorium at 4 p.m. We just got in our exclusives. So, unfortunately, the poster that we were doing as an exclusive doesn't look like it's going to happen. The design we are working on, a much bigger show, ironically, did the exact same design. And, you know, we, we didn't want anybody that knows that we're huge fans of that show to look at that and be like, oh, look, they're, they're just ripping off what their, what their idols are doing. So we've kind of scrapped it because, you know, we, we didn't want to be doing the exact same thing that somebody else was doing. But we do have the badges, uh, or excuse me, the buttons. So we, we have special, limited, on the mic podcast, San Diego Comic-Con buttons. There's only a limit of 50. So if you come to our panel, the first 50 people will get, get one of those buttons. Also, Austin is doing a special giveaway since the poster kind of went bunk. Uh, he is giving away some of his art. So that's going to be something you're definitely going to want to come for uh, because he's, do, he's giving away some small prints of his art. So stay tuned for that. We'll tweet out those pictures if you're following us at On The Mic Podcast or myself at Tim Drake or Austin Grant at I'm Austin Grant. You'll be able to see what pieces of art Austin's going to be giving out as well. I know this has been an incredibly long intro, but we're excited about this. It's San Diego Comic-Con time. We're just four days away from San Diego Comic-Con. 
I can't believe it's already here. It's our favorite time of year. Uh, we'll be headed down there. Also watch for our YouTube video that we shot with Rob Kuttner over at Conan uh, talking about his comic book shrinkage. One of our favorites. Rob's been on the podcast. He's done the live podcast with us as well a couple of years ago in San Diego. And it's always a great time catching up with him and heading over to the Conan offices and filming some stuff at Warner Brothers. It was such a great time and you guys will enjoy that uh, as well. I, I, I can promise you it, it involves a naked Abraham Lincoln Barbie. So you're, you're going to want to watch it just for that. So make sure you guys check those videos out. Check out the behind-the-scenes Toddland video that will come out early next week. Uh, Todd will be sharing that as well. And, of course, if you're following Rob uh, at Apocalypse How, you'll be able to see uh, that video as well. So make sure to check all of that out. We're excited to be back. We will see you guys in San Diego next week. Again, July 19th, 4 p.m. in the Neil Morgan Auditorium on Mike Podcast Live. Thank you, Toddland. Thank you, Todd Masters, for taking the time to join us on this. And the complete mayhem of getting ready for San Diego Comic-Con. Thank you again for joining us. See you guys in San Diego. Good? Yeah, we're good. Perfect. So I'm glad that you let us come down here. So I've always wondered what the Toddland offices. <laughs> it's really cool when we were driving up to it. Tim's like, "That's the that's Toddland." Yeah, like, you oh, just, that's a cool like come down Newport Boulevard thing. and just have this nice big green Toddland just right across the front. That's the best part. Everybody's like, "I can't find your office." So I'm like, "It's literally a 30 foot green sign in the middle <laughs> of the road." They're like, "Where is it?" I'm like, "The middle, middle of, of the, the road." road. Does it have a sign? I'm like, "A 30 foot tall green Toddland <laughs> sign." Oh, it's hard to find. I'm like, "It's on a building. You can't, it, no, you can't it, miss it." Literally in the road. In the middle. <laughs> of the street, yeah. It's in between two one-lane roads. It's it's the island, so, yeah. It's always fun when people can't find it. How did you come across this place? Is this just, like, something that's nearby? Or? I live across the street, actually. So, I live across the street when we started Toddland, uh, 2008? Yeah, 2008, like, 10 years ago. I was at Craigslist looking for a place to uh, to set up an office because I need to I need to physically go somewhere to right. work. Like, in that mindset, I can't just... That's I'm exactly how I am. Yeah, you, you get lackadaisical when you're like, oh, yeah, do like, these things. Price but... is right in my underwear with Cheetos all day. Like, it's not going to work. I need to physically get up <laughs> and know. take a shower and go. And, like, even though I run my own place, it's still very much, I'm here before 9 and here till about 5. Like, just standard work day need that discipline because after you stop doing that like the week after comic-con i won't be in here for like three weeks because you're just so burnt out yeah but you need that you need that physical space to go to that's creative and not your house i agree yeah i'm like yeah i, I walk down to ucb on sunset at least three or four times a week or i'll stop at a barnes and noble just to be able to just be somewhere else yeah, be but, somewhere yeah. else I don't know why that affects you so much, but I guess it's just because you're home and you have distractions. You know, you can easily. Be I can like, lay oh, down maybe. at yeah. home. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the pillow. I tried the that in Barnes and Noble. They weren't happy. <laughs> I think I think it's a little bit more too like uh, with the same mindset of like wearing a uniform to work. Like I think it puts you into that work mode. Yeah, kind of I, deal, I'm like, in a different uh, yeah, if I have setting, a, different. If clothing. I have a tie on, like okay, I'm going to be professional. Like whereas here, it's most of the time it's just me and I'm working in my underwear because it's a million degrees up here. Like, <laughs> it's a little different though. I'm a creative director, so that's kind of expected and not weird when the FedEx guy walks in and you're in your underwear. Like yeah. he kind of just expects it. So <laughs> sometimes the FedEx guy shows up and he's in his underwear, and that gets a little awkward. Oh, then but it's a party. <laughs> then then it's a party. Then we just lock the door and see Sausage what happens. But, yeah. Delivery. Hello. You're like I've seen this before <laughs> yeah I, yeah there's no black couches in here though so i think we're okay but yeah but I mean, we've been here we've been in this spot for about 10 years and we like to be very local very newport 
um, kind of a deal. So we just we, the flag actually just came down on the building last week. We put up uh, we took up donations a couple of years ago. This was our fourth year doing it. Um, we wanted to put a giant American flag on the building for Fourth of July. So we threw out feelers like, hey, all of our friends that want to donate. So the only rule was nobody could donate over more than 20 bucks so we can get more people involved. Mm-hmm. And then we donated it. And then um, some of our friends own an electrical company, and they put it up and down for us every year. Oh, cool. So it's just kind of nice because Fourth uh, of July in Newport Beach is really crazy. So there's like three or 400,000 people down here. Oh, wow. And with where our building is, this is where everybody has to drive So by. that's where everybody from L.A. went to. Literally to the beach, yeah. to my house, and I hide <laughs> in my garage. So, But we do we do stuff like that because it's, it's a way we can give back to kind of the community and stuff. And everybody loves it, and it makes the city look good and everything. And you're like, nah, it's, it's I live down here. We should be part of this. Yeah. Do what you can. Like, we keep the building up pretty well. We decorate it for Christmas. Like, we try to be involved with, with the city as much as we can with stuff just because we're part of it so yeah that's cool i like it when uh when i don't know businesses or just places keep a, a community involvement because i feel like that's such a kind of a lost art these days everyone's so like to themselves doing their thing kind of secluded and and whatnot and that that's fine but there's i just remember like when i was a kid there'd be like neighborhood barbecues or something yeah. that's the, that just doesn't happen anymore everyone's so doing their own things yeah. that's cool to have you people, can have a people digital we barbecue could stream, stream a barbecue live from somewhere else and watch yeah, that. You can visit my town untapped out. Like, it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> so, I mean, last last year you were the guest on the live podcast yeah. that never came out because somehow I fucked up the sound. Which is okay, because who knows what I said on that podcast, so <laughs> that's probably good. It, all, all that people told me that were there, my wife included, was just like, no, it was a really good episode, and it was... <laughs> I was so bummed because so far, this will be our fourth year doing a live show. And out of the three that we've done, only one has actually been released. Because the first year, we always run it just wasn't on. Plugged no, in, it right? was the battery. Or... So I didn't, I just plugged in the Zoom and yeah. had it running on battery. We record tons of episodes just on battery that are hour long shows and never have a problem. But plugging it in suddenly zapped the phantom power. And we got eight minutes of that episode. It was all the way ended up with. And <laughs> so, so we, we tacked it on we, the end of our, like, recap episode. Yeah. I mean, anything you do satellite, though, that's always going to happen. Yeah. Like, no matter all the best planning in the world, it doesn't matter. Like, stuff like that's going to happen. Like, we got to WonderCon two years ago, and none of the registers worked. And we opened oh, to, like, no. 125 people in line, and, like, AT&T's like, no, they work. And I'm like, yeah, Todd here, they don't work. But they do work. And I'm like... But I'm standing here with a hundred angry people saying they don't work. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys put new SIM cards and everything on them. And we were arguing and arguing and arguing. So we had to run the entire show off my phone. And then a couple of the other guys that were working with us have iPhones. And we just loaded the app, loaded Shopify into everybody's app. And we just ran it off the phones. So after we caught up, nobody really knew there was a problem. And everybody in line was pretty cool in the beginning. We're like, hey, here's the deal. Everything got effed up. We're on it. Like, you're good. And then I went in and kind of chewed AT&T out on Monday. They're like, oh. Yeah, it was all set up. Somebody just didn't click the switch. <laughs> it was not. It was not a good day Simple at AT and T with me. So yeah, I was like, yeah. so you're screaming at me saying it's right was actually not. And they're like, sorry. I was like, I'm <laughs> yeah, gonna have some words. I'm like, granted, you you with the store isn't. It's not your fault, but it's gonna be your fault right now because yeah. I need to yell at somebody. So yeah, the it's like I always plan for something to go wrong, but I just hate it when it's my fault that it goes wrong, and that's what I'm just like. I know better. How? Shit, how there's I... no one to blame here. Last year, I don't know what it was though for sure because I had, I remember you and Chris had both tested your mics. Mm-hmm. I had your levels, and I was good. And I hit record, but I think what had happened is I ended up 
somehow bumping the external mic. Knocking it out. And so all that sound test was for nothing. And so, yeah, it, it knocked that out. And so I got home and went to... Uh, Went to uh, ooh, there's a nice motorcycle through there. Yeah, or a car. at least it hasn't set the car alarms off. That's everybody's <laughs> favorite thing down here all weekend. So, but I mean, we still had a great time at the podcast. Yeah, though. the was, people there it enjoyed was still it. Still a so. good time. But yeah, when I plugged it into Audition, like I had recorded the intro and everything, and just assumed it was good, and all of a sudden it, I hit play <laughs> and she's like, and that's all it was. And I reached out to a few people I went to film school with, and I was like. Can you find a way to pull the audio out from this? Yeah, does this exist? And they're like, and nope. They were like, it's in there somewhere, but this is like... It, like it, you're under 10 feet of water. Yeah, pretty much. And I I, I would have had to pay a shit ton of money nah. to be able to... And, and it probably like, would have been bad quality anyways. It, yeah, it, it, would, it would have been super weird and echoey, and I was just like, I'm not paying to have... Nope. Have that. And, and I was just like, I'll see Todd next year. So I was like... I'll be living in LA at that point. Return it's only, to the it's only, an, it's only an hour away. It's like I, I, I can get down. I can get down to Toddland yep. and use uh, it as an excuse to go to the beach. Yeah, like we a lot of the factories and stuff. They're like, um, if anybody asks, I had a meeting at your office at three on Friday. I'm like, oh, you did? They're like, yeah. I'm like, do we have a good meeting? They're like, yeah, we had a great meeting. I'm like, okay, <laughs> good, good talk, good talk. I'm like, good, good talk, guys. I'm like, you basically covered your ass and go to the beach. They're like, that's exactly what we're doing. Like, I'll buy a beer afterwards. I'm like, deal. <laughs> Luckily, like a month later too, I was with Chris from Neon Trees because yeah, yeah. I had, I had all, the entire band do a video uh, with me for the Love Loud Fest, the Believer documentary that just came out on okay. HBO. It was basically what that's kind of about. So, and, so I sat down with all of them and kind of had to be like, "Sorry, Chris." Hey. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, he's in the industry; he knows how all this stuff yeah. works too. I mean, I think everybody, things are gonna fail. There's nothing like I think uh, you just kind of. You plan for things as best you can, and then you plan kind of a backup plan. So when it goes yeah. wrong, you're there. And then when you A and B fall apart, you're like, whatever. It is what it is. It's not the end of the world. Like yeah. at the end of the day, all of our problems are very first world problems. Yeah. yeah. So like I was joking around with our Bernie Man camp um, about some stuff because we were having like a little discussion um, about there was a couple of issues we were having. Not bad, but we were kind of laughing because everybody got a little wound up about it. I'm like, you got to think about this. The problems we have are so minute compared oh, to yeah. what other people have. Like their camp is in place. Their art car exploded. Like yeah. somebody had a baby. Somebody else had a heart attack. You're like, oh, oh, no. Like we, we got four <laughs> extra tickets. Like, yeah, who gets them? Like, that's our problem. Yeah. So well, we're like, it's not good, really good real problems. problems. Yeah. So you're like, it's fine. And you're what like, was it I bitched about on the last episode or was not having a move, not having certain movies to go to because i got to go to the premiere yeah, it, it, yeah. at first you said it so I like said serious it so bitchy and then i was like that's not the way i mean it. Yeah. I, I caught it as soon as i, I said have it. no <laughs> movies to go to anymore yeah. because i'm going to the premieres of all of them it's, it's awful sucks. i can't even see them when they come out from normal people this yeah is <laughs> yeah I, I felt as soon as i said it, i just looked at austin and he's looking at no, me I, like, I called you out first i was like oh yeah. that's a good problem to have and then you're like I, yeah, oh wait I yeah that was at him oh, and he's shit. just like seriously dude like that's really what you just bitched about like last night i was getting a little whiny so what i usually do is i'll do uh when we're getting ready for comic-con or a big show or something i'll buy a new set of legos 
and I kind of keep it on my kitchen table at home as like the goal for like when I get through it, like I have like the carrot at the end to go do it. Yeah. And I didn't buy it for this show. And last night I was kind of bummed. I'm like, I didn't buy my set of Legos for this show. It's been so goddamn busy. I, mean, I already know what I'm getting. I'm getting in the fishing village. I already ordered it. But like, I'm like, it's it's dumb little problems that we have. Yeah. Like, and like our, our problems have grown over the years into bigger problems. Like Symbiote Studios, um, I don't think we've officially met them, but they, they play with us on Twitter a lot. And I'm like, I think we're best friends down there. Like, we are. I'm like, okay, we are just through Twitter and they're fun, but they're like, dude, the problems you guys have are hilarious because they're people. Oh, you only have five registers this year. We're like, we're lucky if we have one. And I'm like, it's cool. We're just playing Bejeweled on four of them. So it's fine. (laughs) But like, it's, it's one of those things like we can't really bitch about our problems because they're not really, it's. Our line's two hours. Someone out there in like, the world is worrying about wishing like, they getting, had our problems. Yeah, wishing that they didn't have like guns going off in their yeah. backyard or like they have to hike that, to get that, water. We, we drove past that neighborhood. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> well, the one thing <laughs> Those too, problems are in. We try to tweet out like next week during Comic Con stuff. We try to remember everybody in line, like because it get it gets a little rough. Everybody gets a little tired and burnt by the end of the day, yeah. and we're trying to do exclusives a little different this year to keep it fair and keep everybody even keel. Like the good thing is 99.9% of our fans and customers are amazing. Yeah. And they hold it together pretty well and they know the drill. They know this is Comic-Con. They know there's a line. They know it's going to get capped. They know the rules change every 5 minutes depending upon who the security guard is at the moment. Everybody gets that um for the most part, but we try to remind everybody we're like you get to go to Comic-Con. Like you're mm-hmm. here. You're at the Super Bowl. Like you're at Nerd Prom. Like this is it's it's so amazing that you yeah. you got a ticket, you got a hotel room, you got a way down here, you got in line. Like you've already achieved stuff that most people could never do. You're already one of the chosen ones. So like no matter how bad it gets at Comic Con, like you're already there. Like that's what we try to remind everybody of. Because um, we're fans first. Like right. that's that's how Toddland was built. Like and why we got into Comic Con and stuff is we're fans. We're waiting in line too. Like we're trying to get into Hasbro as soon as everybody else can too. We're trying to get the ornaments from Hallmark. Like it's it's the same thing. So I think that's one of the things that makes us a little different is we've gone through that experience, and we know it gets sweaty and gross. And we know sometimes your hotel loses your reservation and it's a mess. Like we get that. Like we get that you've been camped out for Hall H for three days and you lost your wristband, and then <laughs> your buddy with the hotel room isn't coming now, so you don't have a hotel. And that all comes to a head at some time during a con. Sometimes it's right in front of us at the register. We get it. Like with that, you're mm-hmm. going to have a little meltdown sometimes. So if, if I can give you a beef squatch sticker for your wallet and, and a hug and your, 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 your two-butted goat tote that you pre-ordered and you're happy. <laughs> okay, that's my little moment to make you happy at Comic-Con. Like that's our little, our little bit of making it not so bad. Yeah. It's already pretty good. Yeah, you, you, guys, you guys definitely do a good job of it. I mean, even how, with how long that line does get. It, it's it's never feels like I mean you you know what you're getting goodies at the end of it yeah it's, there there is a there is a light at the end of the tunnel in that one yeah and we're trying like I think one of the things we changed this year for last year too is we did two two registers at Family Guy and two at Bob's um, and both properties do great for us but the Bob's fans are pretty ravenous um, in terms of the the fandom is unbelievable but the fandom is also mom and dad and the kids and everybody mm-hmm. else and the family guy fandom is more it's more the guys or the the older girls and stuff like it's a different generational thing yeah whereas to go to the Bob's booth you have six people in a group whereas family guy you have one or two so like we changed it up a little bit this year so all the registers are for everything so like that way we're running four for everything so you can pick up your Bob stuff at family guy the family guy at Bob's the American dad stuff at both it's all one system. It's just skinned as two different booths. So everything's one with one big shared back room. 
So yeah. per- personally, I was picking up Family Guy stuff last year. I kind of enjoyed this. Yeah, you can just wander right, right on up. Right you're up. Like, I'm good. <laughs> like when because I, I bought the the big Stewie print as well. Yeah. And yeah, like, Dave's, yeah, uh, just, Dave's crazy stairs. I just walked up and was just like, yeah, I just need that. And they're like, all right, and I just walked right back yep. out. Like it took me two minutes while I looked at that giant line. Super easy. Going to Bob's and I was like. I'm kind of glad people didn't realize that. <laughs> well, that's, that's one of the things, too, that we did is, um, I mean, before we got this crazy, everybody used to be able to pop in the booth and get cosplay pictures and stuff. And, like, yeah. we've gotten a little better with that, too. We've got, um, at WonderCon, we built the food truck mm-hmm. this year, and we designed it so the end of the food truck is the front of the food truck. So it's got one actual headlight on it, and it's got Bob and Linda driving. Yeah. So because we're so busy in the booth in the front of it, like on the side, getting all the merch and everything, that you can actually walk around to the front and get a picture in front of the food truck. So everybody's doing all their cosplay pictures in front of the truck. Mm. And if they stood in the right way, they could replace Bob or Linda. So it looked like they were driving the truck with them. So it worked out perfect. Because then all everybody still got to participate and be a cosplayer. They still got the merch. They stayed out of our way. It was great. Yeah. And then like as it got... Um, like, I think Sunday when the line lightens up, like, after we sell out of everything, the line's good. Then everybody can come in and take pictures and stuff. It's just we're moving so fast that now we can't stop and have people come in and take pictures and play anymore. Um, With WonderCon, too, though, like like you had mentioned before we were recording, like, I mean, this last year was the first time you guys had just, like, a gigantic line for WonderCon. Yeah. And There's not lines at WonderCon. Yeah. That's not a thing. Like, no, <laughs> booths don't have lines at WonderCon. That's why you go to WonderCon. Like... And it opened, and like all our floor managers and stuff, it's the same crews from San Diego. And we all looked at each other. And they're like, "Why do you have a line?" I'm like, "I don't, I don't know." It's yeah. WonderCon. They're like, "We don't." I guess we'll get some tape and tape it off. I'm like, "Right." I'm like, yeah. "I brought the line signs, but didn't think we need them." They're like, "Oh, we need them. Give them yeah. to us." I was like, "Okay," but yeah, nobody really expected it. Like, I okay. Imagine it's something like a like a catty high school girl conversation. They're like, "Why does Toddland have all the lines?" Yes, yeah. <laughs> I, I like though that you guys quickly broke out the line signs yep. because it was just such like nobody knows what's going. Nobody like, had any clue what was happening because it was just so out of the ordinary. And like right as I think you had actually handed handed the sign off to somebody and quickly ran back because you were also doing the pre orders. Mm-hmm. And my wife and I were walking up right at that moment, and then somebody just hands us the sign. Yep. And then somebody comes up to me, and they're like, is this the back of the line? I'm like, yep. And yep. just handed Here them you the sign. <laughs> the the <laughs> yep. So for Comic-Con, we just don't have the employees to be out there staffing the line. That's why we have the Comic-Con yeah. volunteers do it. Um, and they're great. They're volunteers. So you, sometimes you get great ones. Sometimes you get ones that are a little bit don't are, aren't on top of it as much as mm-hmm. others but they're all volunteers like right. nobody's getting paid they're all doing what they can so everybody just you try to work with them as best you can um and a lot of people get mad at us for that like why don't the volunteers know we're like because they're only volunteering for two hours on one day yeah. and they don't they don't understand like the chaos that is us in terms of like well you can pick up here and if you pre-order this you can do this and this is a for this like they're they don't just understand the ins and outs the line and... they're just helping us with the line when and, it and have, having been to many conventions i can honestly say san diego's are the best volunteers yeah and and, and i know we have a big listenership in salt lake and i will stand by that wholeheartedly salt lake comic-con's volunteers don't know what the fuck is going on 99 <laughs> percent of the time and that's with trainings that somehow happen like once a month for six months well i think it just kind of depends like i know there's always an issue with security and stuff at events um i used to do a lot of the disney events and stuff and like d23 is a I'm going to swear it's a constant shit show. Like, I love the convention, but, like, the rules every day for what time the mm-hmm. doors open and where the line is and what this line is for and what this is, they, it changes every hour. You don't know what's going on. Well, these doors open at 10. No, they open at noon. You're like, wait, what? And then at 8.30, they're open. Yeah. You're like, hold on. And then the next day, you're there at 8.30. They're like, no, these don't open at all all day. 
the other ones on the back are open. And you're like, wait, what? And then you walk away, and then somebody will open the door. You're like, oh, my God. Just I don't care what the <laughs> rules are. Just make them consistent. Yeah. Like, that's all it is. Like, we can – I'm a big fan of, like, I can I can deal with any parameter as long as I know what the parameter is. And I think right. that's why San Diego works very smooth for everybody is because everybody knows how it works. Like, and I think now – I haven't looked into it too much because we've been too busy, but with all the online um, stuff for exclusives yeah. and the wristbands and Hall H and stuff, you're going to get complaints either way. I think it's great because everybody's not wasting their time waiting in line forever yeah. for the same thing. Like you're not getting up at two in the morning to go get in line for a sales pavilion pull at eight. Like I get it, but the the cross side too is the fans will do that so they have a better chance. Whereas now everybody just clicks on the page and does it. Yeah. So we looked and we talked to Comic Con about putting some of our exclusives up. I think Hasbro, Funko, and UCC, UCC. did yeah. this year. And then we were talking to them. I think Lego actually had some as well. Which would make sense. I mean, all the years I've been going, I don't think there's anything I haven't been able to get that I've wanted from Comic-Con. Other than little things here and there. Um, But I've never even tried Lego. Because, like, Hasbro, oh, they're crazy. Like, Funko's crazy. Well, Hasbro's the next level up. And Lego, you just laugh. Because my friends will be like, what about Lego? I'm like, it's not a thing. Like, you don't even, they don't even exist. They're unicorns. Like, Lego exclusives (laughs) don't, they only exist on eBay and in a blog. Like, I've never even seen one in person. So we don't even try. My buddy's like, hey, this share of Deadpool is cool. I'm like, I don't even want to see it. Like, (laughs) but that's why we we kept our exclusives off. So we're trying a few new things this year. So we did hold back um, the 300th anniversary Family Guy stuff, which will debut preview night. So we're keeping that pretty secret. We might leak it out on one of the blogs, um, the menus. We might leak out a little early just so people can see them before they Mm -hmm. get there. Um, which, which we'll say this much, we've seen it. It's you, cool. You guys have seen it. They're sitting on the table right in front they're, of us. They, so, are, they are very cool. Yeah, they're right here. <laughs> so we're, we're going to do that, but we saved all of those. There were no pre-orders on those, and there's only 50. So we're going to do 10 a day, including preview day. So we've got those. And then the Coochie Copies, we only put up half, so I think we put up 100 online. So I think we saved 20 each day um, for the booth. And then um, what else do we have? There's one other thing. I forget. The Burger of the Day pins, I think we have a couple. So we haven't decided how we're going to do that yet, too. Um, because what happens, too, is like... Those always sell out insanely fast, too. It's crazy because we don't... We, we ordered way more Consuelas and um, uh, Bruce, the Oh No Hall H yeah. pins this year. Yeah, I, I ordered that one. I, I got the Bruce one. They're amazing. So those two both came out really good this year. So we, we cranked those up to like 650 to make sure they yeah. won't sell out. They're both going to sell out anyways. The Burger of the Day, we didn't buy as many of. Um, because we know historically what we sell... And we bump it up a little bit, but they were gone in the first day again. Mm. You're like, God damn it. Like, because you want everybody to get them, but you also don't yeah. want to make so many that yeah. it floods it. So with the pins, too, what we'll do with a lot of them is um, we didn't label any of the WonderCon pins this year as WonderCon exclusives other than, like, the food truck that was specific mm-hmm. because all the fans want the Nightmares one. They yeah. all want the Tina Liberace one. So we just labeled those as Toddland exclusives. So we double bought them so I could take them to Comic-Con. Yeah. So that way everybody has another chance to get them. Yeah, th- those, are, those are actually the very two that my wife pre-ordered were, there you go. <laughs> were, were that, those too and that's why we do it we do it because then everybody's got another chance to get them so if it's labeled a comic-con exclusive you can only get it at comic-con so some of our stuff is labeled that way and then when it's gone it's gone um other things like the pride t-shirt and like the one-eyed snake shirt we'll probably start taking those to other cons so we'll do those for the year but usually the only way to get them from us is at a con mm-hmm. so that's why we're trying to add more cons and stuff too um so more people have a chance to get it and and i can say that to anybody though if there's a piece that you're worried might sell out it's going to it's going to because last Last year, I was the idiot that with, with the Consuela pen. Yep. Oh, you, yeah. Yeah. You guys posted, we're almost sold out of these. You better pre-order. And I quote tweeted it was like, these sell out insanely fast. Yep. You guys better get it. 
And then when I went back on, like two days later, I didn't take my own advice. And they yeah. were sold out. Yeah. I was Shame. Just like, what did I do? And they were like 150 <laughs> bucks on eBay. Yeah. And like, it's crazy. But we always... We always keep a couple of those back, too. So if we say it's, like, limited edition of 200, only, like, 195 get released because one's a sample that gets put mm-hmm. on the board. And then a bunch of them go back to Fox um, because they need them for their samples. And then, like, Mike Henry, who's the voice of Consuela and Cleveland and Herbert and everybody, like, on the show, Mike should get a Consuela pin. He's Consuela. Right. So, like, <laughs> he'll get one of those. So we always keep a couple back just for that. Um, last year, one girl... Emailed us right after Comic Con, crying that she lost her. Um, what did she lose? Oh, her Jean Latifah pin. And she was crying. She's like, "Some some bitch stole it off my purse." <laughs> and uh, she's like, "I'm in tears. I'm on eBay, and the only one's like ninety dollars." And then we looked her up because, like, in our in the system, anytime you buy anything from us, like, we don't sell your info or anything because we don't know how. Um, but like, we can see, we know how many times you purchase stuff. We know, oh, they were at WonderCon two years ago, and they were at Comic Con, and they wrote three orders for this, and we know. We know who's flipping. We know who's a genuine fan. Like, and we know a lot of our fans. Um, so we know who they are on Twitter and stuff. And like, she's she's a good human being. And we had an extra G Latifa, so I sent it oh, to her and nice. just made her whole day. She's like, "How much do I owe you?" I'm like, "You're you're fine." You're fine. I know how much you've spent on Toddland the past three years. Like, I can send you a free Jean Latifa pin. Like, you're yeah. good by us. So we always try to do that kind of stuff. Um, like, we just want to make sure that people get. Um, we, we want we want the fans to be happy. If we can be a, a, a positive experience for them at con, that's what our goal is. Like, we want to be easy for them. Like, they come in, they get their pre-order, they're happy, they're great, they buy some kid robot stuff once they see it, because um, we have all the blind boxes and stuff out, and everybody freaks out once you see them out, because they're adorable. Um, that That's what we try to do. And with a lot of the kid robot stuff, too, is we'll get... We open up boxes to make sure we have a full set to display, so a lot of times we have open ones. So we know who's in all of our open ones. So like if a little kid comes up and they get like two of the same one and they don't like Mort. Yeah. Then we're like, well, who were you hoping for? And they'll be like, Louise. We're like, all right, well, hold on. And we'll go in the back and be like, do you want to trade for Louise? They're like, yeah. So we'll trade him for a Louise. And then somebody 10 people later will be looking for a Mort because they need to complete it with Mort. <laughs> but if you're if you're a dick and you're like, yeah, I'm looking for beef squash. And I'm like, yeah, here's the deal. You're 43 and you and I both know it's worth 200 bucks on eBay. So I ain't trading you beef squash. <laughs> like, so everybody kind of knows how that works. We just want the kids to have a good time. We want the adults to have fun. Yeah. And with Bob's and stuff, too, it's such a, a broad audience that the, all the, the whole family's into it. Like, dad likes it. Mom likes it. And, like, the little blind box toys, they're super fun for everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their favorite character. Um, and the fans get pretty meta. They know every episode. So, like, my staff, like, everybody's a Bob's fan that, that works for me. Um, but they, a lot of them get paranoid before Comic-Con. They're like, how how nerdy are these kids? Like, they're not really nerdy. It's just more of a pop culture thing. They're like, are they going to grill me on questions? And I'm like, you kind of need to know what's going on because the fans right. know. I'm like, when they're like, who's your favorite equestrian? I'm like, you better have an answer. It's, it better be Bronconius. But like, <laughs> Pony Danza is also a good answer. But I'm like, you better know because they'll eat you alive if you don't. Right. They're all like a little terrified. They're like, what episodes do I need to watch? I'm like, watch these four episodes. Like, okay. But, but who's your favorite boys for now? All of them. I mean, everybody. <laughs> all of them. I'm like, can you even pick one? I'm like, you got to be boo boo. But we did uh, when we did Bob's just Burgers Live. Just want to slap him. Just want to slap him in his face. <laughs> slap in his face. It's a cute, adorable face. We did um we did Bob's Burgers Live at the Orpheum, and um we were the merch crew working it because it was a concert. Mm-hmm. So we were the Boys for Now merch crew. So we all had pink Boys for Now visors. <laughs> and we each got a different Boys for Now boy for our shirts. 
And, uh, and my whole crew was fighting over who got to be who. Like, Why do you get to be Boo Boo? I'm like, because my name's Todd and this is Toddly. Like, I don't, I don't have to defend my shirt. Like, I get to be Boo Boo. Like, I want to be Boo Boo. So, but yeah, they, uh, uh, everybody has, uh, everybody has a good handling of the show and knows everything. And like with us too, with our booth, everybody knows like the cast comes by. It's like the whole cast stops by. And like at any time during the con, there's a good chance one of them's in there because somebody's always cruising by and stuff. And a lot of the mm-hmm. fans know because they're pretty recognizable. Like they know Kristen and they know John Roberts and um, everybody knows H. John now because he's Archer mm-hmm. and he's on every show. Um, I do feel bad for Dan Mintz now, though. Why? The, <laughs> because of it, because of his voice, since they since he doesn't change it at WonderCon two years ago, they had most of the cast there, and they get to the Q and A part, and somebody asks Dan a question, and he just goes, uh, like <laughs> yeah. thinking about, just legitimately thinking <laughs> about the Tia. question, and the whole room yeah. just lost it, and I was just like, this poor guy yeah. can never think about a question again. Without everybody just losing yep. their shit. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is like they uh, um, with Mike Henry from um, Family Guy, like he's not super recognizable, but everybody does their Consuela voice, and everybody it's like Borat, like everybody's like that's nice, and they're all <laughs> terrible, and everybody does a Consuela and a uh, uh, a Bruce, and I mean you hear him do it, and you're like, oh, it's so good. Yeah. Like when he does it, he's like, everybody, yeah. no, no, and then he does it, you're like, oh my god, that's so much better, because <laughs> it's just right. Like you're like he's Consuela, like that's amazing. So yeah, their their panel. I think you were there two years ago for their panel, three years mm-hmm. ago maybe for the Family Guy panel. Yeah, just watching all of them. Oh yeah. Do a live read. It was just like. This is just if you ever get the chance to go to a Bob's table read, like sometimes they'll do like at Bob's live, they'll do a table read uh-huh. or like um, we get we gotten to go to a couple of them up at Bento before. They're amazing because they're so hard because you can't look at them when you're doing it. So yeah. you kind of just look yeah, down at the yeah. script when they're reading it because you can't you can't look it'll, at John Roberts when he's it. reading Linda because you're, <laughs> you're going to lose it. You just lose it because he's so he gets hilarious. very animated when he does. He's the Linda. Voice. Yeah, like he is Linda. <laughs> he's Linda and, and Dan's Tina. And like you just. They are who they are. And like Kristen's Louise. And Kristen just, just makes you happy no yeah. matter what. <laughs> yeah, she's amazing. She's always been very, very good to us. Because um, I met her when we were doing, because um, I, I cosplayed for Last Man on Earth. Oh, yeah. When and, it and came the, out. In the ghillie costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the ghillie suit. And then I showed up in my underwear the one year. And like, so that whole cast knew me and stuff. And Kristen knew me from that and then from Bob's and stuff. But she's always been just super, super sweet to us. And then the whole cast of Bob's has been amazing to us. Um, we haven't worked a lot with the cast directly, a family guy, but everybody we have has been super fun. Um, Alex Borstein was in the booth last year. Mike Henry was in the booth. Um, and then Patrick Warburton. I mean, we've got Putty. Yeah. Like, I mean, Putty's in our booth. Like, I guess we kind of made it. Like, we have kid robot exclusives and Putty's here. That's kind of a big deal. It, I met him at, at Salt Lake Comic Con. He's hilarious. And it was, it was, like, I don't get starstruck very often. He's Putty. But, but yeah, it was kind of just like, just seeing him in front of you and yeah. be like, hello. And just like every bit of it was just like, yeah, I'm like, do, do the do the intro to Soren, do yeah. the intro to Soren. Every, like every bit of me just wanted to be like high five. Man. Yeah, just like, <laughs> but uh, but he was hilarious last year. Um, and then this year with American Dad, I know they've got a panel too. Yeah. So like we can't say who's coming by and stuff. Like the only thing we can say is that we don't have, there's no official signings or appearances at our booth scheduled, just because we're too busy. Like right. that's that's the main reason. But you guys um, are next to the Fox booth as it is. Yeah. So everybody's over there. They're doing all the official signings and stuff over there, and all three shows have panels. Um, so there'll be a presence anyways. But I mean, if they're at the Fox booth, they're really something by our booth. Like you never know yeah. who's gonna pop in whenever. It's kinda like Matt Graining over at um what is it? It's not Kaboom. What's his comment? Bongo. Yeah. 
Matt's usually over at Bongo. So you can usually see him if you know when his panels and stuff are. And I, I finally met him uh, when I was working uh, for Nerdist with uh, the with the showroom um, right before they'd announced that the showroom was closing. Uh, Stonecutters LA was doing a show, mm-hmm. and Matt just showed up. Yeah. And it was actually, it, what was funny is it was a Futurama edition they were doing that week. Oh, rad. And so Matt just showed up for that. And I was working some of our later shows, and as soon as I walked in, one of the other interns comes up to me. He's just like, dude, Matt Groening's here. Yeah. It's just like, and then he just hung around just to talk to everybody yeah. after, so I finally got to meet him. And then he lives somewhere right near me, I think, because my wife and I were out, out to dinner, and we look out, and Matt's just walking down hey, to his yep. car, and we we're just like, it's Matt Groening again. Like, yeah. He drives his own car. He's just like yeah, us. He's just like us. He shops at Trader Joe's. He's just like us. And he doesn't drive, like, some <laughs> insane, like, yeah. crazy car. Just normal, normal dude car. He, uh, of everybody... I've met a ton of people, and like I used to work at Paul Frank, and we used to have a lot of celebs in there too, with all the bands and stuff. Like that was more music than anything else, and everybody's in and out there. And then like from doing this, like being in the industry and stuff, you get to meet a lot of people. Um, almost all of them are amazing. Some aren't, uh, yeah. but I won't say who, but some aren't. And um, but they're almost all amazing. Name names. But, but Matt, uh, Matt Groening is the only one. He's the only time I've ever fanboyed out. Yeah. Like because I, it's it's Matt. Like that's the Simpsons. Like he's. He's the reason half of these other animated shows. Oh, at least, exist. and and he's I I grew up with that. Like, there's not, I don't go through one day without Simpsons being part of my life. Right. Even if it's something dumb like playing Tapped Out on my iPad before bed, yeah. or me and my buddies joking around about stuff. Even just or... your tweet to us today that we were coming by, <laughs> I I had actually just stopped in a Vons parking lot to go in and grab a drink, and started laughing so hard like an idiot as I walked through the door. Just with Lenny sitting there. Don't tell anyone how I live. So I'm like, oh no, they're coming by. You guys missed the tweet. I tweeted out like, I'm like, oh, on the mic podcast is coming by the office. And I'm like, don't tell anybody how we live. And it's a picture of Lenny in his underwear in his old shack by himself. And it's just a dump. And I'm like, that's what the office looks like right now. And I and I read it in Lenny's voice. That was the best part of it. Well, and there's there's a lot of stuff too. Like with the Toddland stuff, I hide a lot of jokes that are only funny to me and them. But even with the Coochie Kopi this year, and I probably shouldn't talk about this due to copyright rules, but whatever. Um, the Coochie Kopi, <laughs> if you look at the box this year that we did, the exclusive one, it says new hat because there's nothing funnier than the Malibu Stacy yeah. episode where they're like, but she's got a new hat. They're like, guys, it's just the same crappy dollars before. And they're like, but she's got, got a, a new, new hat. <laughs> they, they run the guy down yeah. as they like destroy his perfect display. Yeah. So if you if you look the artwork I did for that box, it's actually the exact Malibu Stacy sticker that says new hat. Um, as my little nod to the Simpsons and, and Matt and everybody because it's amazing because it's exactly the same coochie copy that Kid Robot has. It's a different color and mine comes with the lanyard and all that yeah. kind of stuff on it, but it literally has a new hat because when they did it kid robots like what do you want to do and i'm like i don't know let's do coochie copy they're like we're doing one i'm like what if mine comes with a hat and they're like wait really and i'm like no no no, this is funny for me and they're like you think it'll sell i'm like it'll sell it'll yeah so they sold out in under a minute so i'm like it's my little nod to the simpsons and malibu stacy and also kid robot and there's there's a lot of that 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 is so funny matt's the only one i ever fanboyed out on and and when i met him i I waited over there with like my one little comic book waiting for him to sign and (laughs) And uh, I, it was kind of one of those just kind of walked up and handed it to him. I was like, <laughs> uh, uh, like, just it's it's Matt. And yeah. uh, and I, I walked away after he signed it and everything. And, and I turned around and I was just like, I'm trying not to fanboy out or cry right now. But just thank you. Like, thank you for for creating this. And, and just and, and I just I was just stumbling over my words. And and he just kind of smiled and everything. And, and I, I turned around and walked away. He's like, hey, hold on. 
And I turn around. He's like, come here. And he come back and he gives me a huge hug and everything. He's like, no, thank, thank you. He's like, thank, thank you for, for appreciating it and everything. I'm like, I, there's not one day of my life that doesn't go by where it's not a part of it. Right. Like kind of a thing. Like you created something like that. And as somebody that creates stuff, being part of that is amazing. Like that you can, you created something that's part of so many people's lives every day that they love. That's, that's amazing that you get to do that. I'm like, I make two butted goat totes and cheeseburger wallets all day. But when a kid is. Well, let's not downplay the two butted goat totes. It's a goat tote. But that, the funny thing about how that happened too was they, um, uh, one of the Twitter fans tweeted, um, tweeted Lauren, and they were like, Lauren, you need more two butted goat merch. He's like, why don't you have any two-butted goat merch? It'd be gold. And and Lauren reads everybody's tweets, and and Lauren tweeted back. He's like, it's not up to me. That's up to Todd. <laughs> and I emailed back, and I was like, or I texted back to both of them. I was like, Lauren wants two-butted goat stuff. We make two-butted goat stuff. I'm like, what to make? <laughs> goat tote. Two-butted goat totes. They rhyme. And now the front's the front of the goat. The back's the back of the goat. Yeah. And everybody's like, it's amazing. And I'm like, but that's how that happened. Yeah. And like a lot of the pins happen because fans will cosplay as them. So that's how like work harder die trying girl got made because it was a fan cosplaying. Right. So like we're we're fan generated like we're fans and that's I, how I'm a lot of this stuff I'm just gonna take credit for the one eyed snakes because I remember last year I was like Todd you have to make a one eyed snake have to make one eyed snake stuff. <laughs> well and then the 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 burger of the day this year it's always hard to do. Yeah. Um and it's pretty cool because they've let me I've written I think all of them but one for us. Which is cool because that's that dude. They're professional copywriters up there. They're good. Right. I mean, I went to school for copywriting, but I, I make cheeseburger waltz all day. <laughs> um, but this one, we were like, "What are you guys thinking?" And like one of the Twitter fans came back and they're like, "The Hall H of Pino Burger," and we're like, "God damn it!" Like that's fucking perfect. Yeah. Like it's good. And I'm like, "Uh, marinated overnight outside of the jalapenos." They're like, "Yeah, it's even better." And I was like, "All right, cool." <laughs> and that's how that happened. And now it's like our best selling Bob shirt of all time because it's like that's. And a fan came up with it on Twitter, and now it's the pin and everything. And then we hit up uh, Bob's, and they were like, yeah, "That's genius." Yeah. They're like, "Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking funny." So, and that's that's <laughs> how that happened. But it's fan generated. So our best shirt this year came from a fan. That's awesome. Like, yeah. And I mean, they get it. They get free T-shirts. So I'm like, yeah. Here, "Here's your T-shirts and your wallet and your tote and everything." So you don't have to wait in line. <laughs> that is that is really cool. So I, that's that's one thing I love though is watching how much you guys interact with the fans. On a on a regular basis, even even when we tweeted out, you know, send us any questions. I did have to laugh that pretty much every single one was how was pre orders going to work. I was like, not what I meant, but <laughs> yeah. I'm like, send us questions we can this answer. Isn't technical support, but yeah, I'm like, send us questions we have answers to right now because we don't. Um, so for pre-orders, people are asking, uh, there's a couple ways that we're going to try to do it. And I say try, because if you know us, we're trying our best. Um, we've got four registers in the front and they can all do orders or pre-orders. Um, what happens is most of the people who pre-order also want to pick up an order. Mm. There are two different systems. So it's Shopify runs off two systems, like a pre-order system that runs online and then a point of sale system. So for us, there are two different apps on them and we have them on all the registers, but you have to switch between the apps. So there's a little like... 10 second load time between them. So we can't add something to your order. If you're doing a pickup, we do your pickup order and then we sell you new stuff. So what happens is it takes a little bit longer to do that. We can do it with all four registers, which is no problem. Um, so we'll be doing that. Um, what does slow us down and make things go slower is people get up and be like, um, so I like ordered a medium. What size is that? We're like, it's a medium. Well, how's it fit? We're like, it fits like a medium. Yeah, but do they run like big or small? We're like, 
It's a slim unisex size that runs like a medium. As it can states. I try it on? <laughs> There's 300 people in line behind you. Okay, well, if I don't like it. Can I bring it back tomorrow? You're like, there's there's 300 people in line behind you. It's a medium. We put up all the specs online. Yeah. Like, and, and we're very nice about stuff. And we get it. Some people genuinely need to change things and stuff. But like that, everything comes to a grinding halt when that happens. Or I know I just, I just, I, cool. Can I get three of these? You're like, okay. And they buy them. They're like, can I return this one and get the other one instead? And you're like, because it all has to go through the system because right. there's so much inventory and so many pre-orders that like every piece is counted for because there's not like a buffer. So like if you return it and get a different size, you probably took somebody else's pre-order. So if we don't put that in the system, it messes it up. So like you, you need to exchange it for a medium. I might not have it. Physically, I have it, but somebody already pre-ordered. Mm -hmm. So and the reason we don't pull pre-orders ahead of time is because we don't have space. So we have 1,500 pre-orders. And you figure it's one to two bags per person. That means we'd have to have 3,000 bags pulled, filled, and organized Whew. in a four by 20 space. Yeah, you, you guys. Impossible. Yeah, it's impossible. So that's why like we keep it all set because if you're ordering pins, like we can just grab them really quick and put them in the bags. So the idea right now is all four registers will be for pickup and for, for sales. Everybody just comes up. So it's doubling what we did last year to get through the lines. And then this year we're also going to try a pickup window on the side. So between us and Fox, we've got a window cut into the back room of the booth that says pickups where you can come up and you fill out basically a, a to-go order with your order number on it and your last name. And then depending upon how we're doing it, they can fill it right there on the spot or they'll tell you to come back in 15 minutes or they'll tell you to come back in an hour or tell you to come back in two hours kind of a deal. Um, they're just going to try to fill it as quick as we can. Um, and then that has a flap on it. So we can open and close that whenever we feel like it just nice. because we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, because so, you may get overwhelmed with those too. Correct. And what we might do too is... <laughs> That's going to turn into the 300-person line. <laughs> exactly. So that line will get kind of crazy. Um, and then for other stuff too, like... People will come by and be like, oh, my God, I got to get my pre-order right now. We're like, it's the first five minutes of preview night. Are you here another day? Yeah, I'm here every day of the show. Okay, could you come on, like, Saturday afternoon or Sunday, like, when things get a little slower than the first two minutes of preview night? Because some people only have preview night badges, so it's their only chance to pick them up. Right. So that's that's kind of tricky because we want to get to everybody. We want everybody to have their stuff, but it's one of those we live in a society. So you kind of got to do what's better for the greater good kind of deal. Um but what, we're, what we'll try to do is we're going to try to run the four in the front and then kind of dabble with the pickup window a little bit. And then what will happen probably is when they ca capping our line. The biggest issue we had last year wasn't that we had a line. It was that they cap it so the people with pre-orders couldn't pick up their order. And I agree. I, that's, I'd have a meltdown, too. Like, I spent $400 on my order, and I can't pick it up. I'd be mad, too. So, like, we want to prevent that. Like, we want to be like, okay, cool. Go over and drop it off. It's 1 o'clock. Come back by 3. So that way the people in the back, so we have two people working in the back room, can label it too. They know your name, they know your number, they have it down for 3 o'clock. So that way they know. Um, one thing that fans can do to make it go faster is have your order ready. Mm -hmm. So we know what your order number is and know your last name. Because we'll get up there and be like, I have a pickup. Okay, what's your order number? Uh, I don't know. Like you just waited in line for 45 minutes. You're right. Could you, could you have your order number ready and your ID? Well, I don't have my ID. Can I bring it back in like an hour? You're like, uh like, and we get it. People mm -hmm. are stressed and things go on, but like it goes faster for you and faster for everybody. If you know your order number, if you know your last name and if you have your ID, <laughs> like yeah. that'll, that'll go a little bit faster for everybody. So that's what we try to do. And like, we try to be very nice and accommodating for everybody. Um, we've got a couple things set up this year too. So we know what size t-shirts are in stock a little bit faster. Cause a lot of people will come up like, 
right, 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 right. You're sold out of everything. We're like, no, we've got a bunch of stuff. Like, what do you have in a 2X? So now instead of going through the system, we have a chart under the counter where things are crossed off as they sell out. So, like, now I can look at it and be like, what do you got left in a large? I'm like, I have these four shirts left. Okay, cool. That way it just goes faster. So every year we learn a little bit more and get a little bit more organized. Um, well, one thing I would say to people, too, because the the service sometimes in the convention center, even if you're on the free Wi-Fi mm-hmm. and that, it gets bogged down. Before you get to the convention center, screenshot 100%. your email yep. with the with those confirmation numbers. I, I've done that the, that the last couple of years, and it, it's perfect. So I can just come right up and just be like, "Todd, this is what my numbers are." Yeah, it's the same so, as like going to like a movie or anything. Like yeah. when you buy your tickets and get them on your phone, your phone will crap out as soon as you get up there, and you don't know. It's same thing with like airline tickets. Like, hey, add it to my books. Yeah, add it to my books. Don't try to download it when you're trying to get on the plane. Yeah, like it slows everything way down. Yeah, a so. screenshot will save you all the time in the world than sitting there saying, "No, no, no, it's it's loading, yeah. it's loading." While those three hundred people are waiting. That and like we usually throw out a tweet uh, next week when we have time. Um, always bring a backup battery. And always bring your chargers. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's such a big thing because your phone's roaming the whole time, so it's just searching for signal, and it crushes it. So, like, that's that's an issue. Um, and all the pictures I forget you're that taking. Every year. Yeah, yeah you, you are notorious yeah. for forgetting it every year. And you do remind me every year. And, I, yeah, and I like, remind him every year before we leave. As soon as my leave. phone starts dying, I'm like, oh, shit, I did forget that, huh? And I really yeah. wish I had it. And people will come by, too, and they'll be like, can I plug my phone into your system right now? And you're like, you can't because we got five registers running and a headlight and a TV screen and laptops in the back and everything. Like, you guys are jerks. Why so, can't so I plug my phone in? you're saying you have like, one open. I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I don't want your $1,000 phone in my booth that you're going to forget and then my guys are going to spill something on because we're moving too fast or it gets dropped into a bag. Like, I, we can't. Yeah. It's not us being jerks. It's literally just we can't handle the responsibility of it. So, like I said, almost all of our fans are really, really cool. We've only ever really had a problem with two. One at WonderCon was kind of a jerk to me. And then um, another one tried to punch me last year at Comic-Con, and that didn't go well. But the good thing is there were 200 fans in line and my whole crew. Um and that she, yeah, things aren't good if we see her again this year because security <laughs> came over to like run security, and I'm like, I don't need security. This is stupid. Like, yeah, Comic Con. Yeah, I sell yeah. cheeseburger walls. Like, not. <laughs> I sell hats that say "boob police." Why do I need four security guards with me at my booth? Because we don't want to be a problem for Comic Con. Because if we're a problem for Comic Con, that means we get moved. Like, because we're too popular. Yeah. And like, they, okay, Todd's here, and he's causing. He needs security this year. You're like, no, 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 no. But she was a flipper. And yeah. she bought the stuff to flip, and we know your order, and we know where it's going, and I can match up. I know what you're selling on eBay that's rare, and I know the address on eBay that matches up, and I know you're only selling Comic-Con exclusives on eBay, so I know who you are. And, like, we'll get up there, and, like, a lot of times our stuff doesn't flip, so you want to spend a 1000 bucks on it? Go ahead. Because the fans will get it for cost later from you anyway, so right. go ahead. Like, that's why <laughs> we try to make more of this stuff. And she was throwing a fit, and she, I, you said I didn't have to wait in line on Twitter. I'm like, no, he didn't. She's like, yes, you did. And I'm like, show me on Twitter. I don't have to show you anything. And I'm like, you're saying we said something. Show us proof we said it. We didn't. We never told anybody you had you couldn't wait in line. We're like, yeah, you pre-ordered and you, and to you guarantee your stuff. you something you said. Yeah, show me. I'm like, it, it doesn't say that. It says you pre-ordered, so you're guaranteed your stuff. All these other people aren't guaranteed. Like, that's, that's how this works. And she was screaming at me, and I, I think her exact quote was she was going to call the 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 – the lawyer of Fox and she knows the president of Fox and, and we're going to get kicked out of comic con tomorrow. And she started like knocking stuff over on the booth and she was going to swing at me. And, and one of the staff was handling her and a couple of the fans came up before and they're like, Hey, uh, they leaned in and they, they did the finger come here thing. And I'm like, what's up? They're like that lady going to be a problem. 
And I'm like, what's up? She's like, she's totally like one of those, I need to talk to a manager kind of ladies. I was like, okay. So like we knew what we were getting into. So one of our girls working with us, she was like, hi there. How are you? Like just super friendly, like overly yeah. nice. This lady's like, rah, rah, rah. And she's like, okay, ma'am. Well, what's your order number? And just killing her with kindness. And like to the point where, I mean, we're a pretty fucking snarky company anyways. And it's like, if you're going to roll to us super hard, we're going to roll to you way nicer. And just make it even worse for you. Yeah. So she was like, I want to talk to who's in charge. And she's like, okay, well, he's with a customer right now. So if you could hold, she's like, I'm not waiting. And she's like, well, he's right there. And she's like, him? And I look at her and I, and I look at her and I'm like, you? And she was like, oh, and this set her off. So you can tell that like, she's such a bitch that nobody ever tells her no. And this is my like. Oh, I'm going to tell you, yeah, no, because yeah, yeah. I don't need you. Some people just need to be told they're yeah. a bitch. And, <laughs> and I'm like, here's the deal. Like, all these fans love us. Everything we do is going to sell out. I don't I don't want your money. And that was the whole thing. Like, it came in on this big argument. She was screaming about stuff. I'm like, hey, it's okay. She's not happy with having to wait in line. Everything just cancel her order because she's already got it all pre-sold on eBay. And she ain't going to back down on that. So right. she started screaming at me and always came over the counter. And I'm like, Stacy, just go ahead and cancel her order, refund her money. She's like, I paid you good money. And I'm like, and I'll give it back to you. I'm like, we're going to refund your credit card right now. I'm like, I'll hand it to you in fucking cash. I don't care. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want your money. I'm like, we make rad things for fun people. You're not rad, and you're definitely not fun. And then she, I'm suing you, and I'm going to get the police. I'm like, go get the police. And I was like, because you had <laughs> to wait. They didn't give me my cheeseburger wallet. You had to wait, <laughs> yeah. in, you had to wait in line, and I'm ruining your eBay rating. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> so, like, that'll and, and happen. as somebody who once worked for eBay for four years, Fuck those people yeah. because I had to deal with them when they got their eBay rating ruined. And it's like, you're a shitty person. That's yeah. why you have a bad rating. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I understand. I mean, we've all sold stuff on eBay and stuff for more than it's worth and everything. Like, it's it's capitalism. It's kind of what it is. I've sold, like, rare toys and stuff up there, too. I get it. Um, when it's a business, everybody's got to make their money. But, like, it's it's kind of like being a meter maid. Like, I'm doing my job. Yeah, there's a thousand other jobs you could do where you're not an asshole to people. Like, yeah. I'm just doing my job of doing meters. Look, you make minimum wage and you're a dick. Go somewhere where you don't have to be a dick and make minimum wage. Work at Joanne Fabrics. You can be nice there. Like, that's okay. They make minimum wage and they sell out great coupons, like, all the time on my text messages. Like, this bitch Joanne keeps tweeting me. Oh, 25% <laughs> off. This is great. <laughs> but, like, the, they just, the, the flippers get, it, it's part of what it is. Um, we do our best to kind of make it fair. So with the releases, we're trying to figure out how to, how best to do it. We've been talking to comic con on it because we don't want to do it a fully random system because then all hundred thousand badge holders apply. Right. So then the 50 people that get the Rupert's the odds of those 50 out of a hundred thousand being family guy fans that really want that are 1%, but it makes it fair. So what we're going to try to do at the booth this year is we're kind of going to work on like a more randomized system of it's not the first 10 that run to the booth that get to buy one. Like what we might be doing is kind of like more of a card system where if you'd like something, we have a couple decks of playing cards and we know how many marks are in there. So out of like five decks of playing cards, there's 10 that are marked with the 300 on them. And if you want to draw a card and it has the 300 on it, you can buy it. If not, you can't. I like that. Like, and that's how it works because then it's fair. Yeah. Like then everybody has an equal chance to get one. And it's not, well, can yeah. I get back in line? Have you seen our line? Go ahead. Like, <laughs> I don't care how many times you wait in you line. You just waste your whole Comic Con standing yeah, in line. that's to fine. Maybe. But that's the thing is, like, there's nobody. And By this is Sunday, a, the guy's just, like, barely standing So up. sad. He finally pulled like, the you can card, and the it sample. still was not yeah. 300. <laughs> it's still a no. <laughs> but that's really the only way we could think of it that would be a fair way 
to do it to the yeah. fans. Yeah. They're already in line to, to go to the booth, so they're already waiting for an item. And in a little bit of an ego and being a dick, there's nobody given the opportunity that isn't going to buy a Kuchikopi or the 300 box. Mm-hmm. Like those, you're just not going to not do it because right. you know somebody who wants it. Um, so that's, that's kind of the only way to make it more fair. Just because we think it takes it out of the whole random game of every fan versus, well, these guys are already Bob's and Family Guy and American Dad fans. So, like, it at least directs it a little bit more to them. Um, right. Kind of a deal. And if a flipper wants to stand in our line and wait for his chance, okay, that's that's fair. You can still get one. Like, it's still an equal chance to get one. Um, it's really the only way to do it where we don't play favorites. Um, yeah. And then, because honestly, like, we want them to go to the fans. And I don't, it's not that we don't care who buys them, but we don't want to cherry pick who, because that's not fair to anybody either. Mm-hmm. Um, the coolest thing is, like, when Kid Robot, when the the they get him like Coochie Kobe's the rare kid robot one, the little one. Mm-hmm. And he's like one out of 96. So I like, got a four cases. He's one. So like one kid opened him and he really wanted him, which was awesome. The kid was super stoked. We're like, that's the hardest one to get. That's the rarest one. Don't trade anybody. He's like, no, I love it. I love it. We're like, cool. We, we told his parents, we're like, here's the deal. That's like 200 bucks on eBay. Don't, don't let anybody trade him for it or anything like that. And they say like, cool. We won't. Cause I'm like, he might really like Louise. Yay. Just buy another one and we'll give you a Louise. Like, yeah. it's fine. Just, but that was awesome because that kid got that one Yeah, and he really wanted it. He doesn't care that it's worth $200. He just likes it. Right. So that, and, and there was probably some dipshit in line too. There's a wad of cash ready to be like, I will, I will give you money. I used to give money. you $30 yep. for that. I, I always love leaving Conan. And now oh. there's just, you can't even walk you out can't the walk door. Out. It's like a mob out there. Yeah. And they just have their, do- they just have <laughs> yeah. their wads of cash up. I, I joked with my wife last year. We should just walk up with our hands up mm-hmm. and just grab their wad of cash. And just, <laughs> and just start running. <laughs> oh, I thought you were handing this to me. What? <laughs> yeah. But they, um, but that was the thing. Like first time we came out of Conan and like, we went to see Conan and we went for the pop. Like, this is cool. It's, it's part of the yeah. experience. And everybody's just out there throwing money at you. And there's so many people that just went to see Conan that don't even know they get a pop that are like. $30, okay. And you're right. like, oh, no. Like, you feel so bad. but Yeah. Because you know they're not doing anything with it. You know, it's going to 200 bucks on eBay the next day. Or yeah. the worst thing that we try to prevent is, and it's going to make a lot of people mad, is there's a lot of resellers at Comic-Con on the, the far side, like, between gaming and stuff. And like I said, everybody's got their own, their own business and their own job and stuff. But, like, families will come in with six people with their badges and wait in line and each buy their max amount of things at Hasbro. So, like, they'll come in and they get 12 of everything and they walk right over to their booth and they mark it for like $130 mm-hmm. every day. Like yeah. the one family we saw has were actually roll a cart over. And we're like, that's not fucking fair. Yeah. Like for stuff people want and everything, you're like, that's not fair. And that's not what it's about. Yeah. So. We, we were sitting at the Marriott one, one year and yeah, there was just a guy that was a reseller that just had his cases. Yeah. Just waiting for the truck to come pick it up. And I was just like, fuck that guy. Yeah. Like he, he just took, the, he took the fun away from somebody that, wanted that so badly yeah like i remember like one of the first comic-con exclusives i got was one of the first years i went i got the giant indiana jones box they really released all like the 3.75 figures it's the big giant box and it's the worst thing to try to display ever but there's that and then there's the giant death star box it was a giant flat it came with the mouse droid and it was awesome and i got both of those and i was so happy to get those and i'm trying to carry them out of the con center and they're huge and it's a disaster and everything but like they give you those giant bags yeah they're massive and i'm like that doesn't do me any good to take the train back and um (laughs) it was it was chaos but like just so happy that i got those yeah. And like, and they're still sitting at my house. They're both still displayed. I love them. I could never, I think the Death Star is like $1,800 on eBay or something crazy. Yeah. And then the Indiana Jones thing doesn't even show up. Like, cause they're not things, but you're like, but that's, 
that's what sucks is like a hundred of those probably went to one of those families that are buying sticks mm-hmm. and flipping them. And you're like, I get it. That's what you do. But like you're taking something very fun and making yeah. it very not fun. Like there's. Yeah, it's because of people like that. that the stupid regulations come in yep. and all this crap happens. And no, now you take the fun from everybody because you're a dick. Well, people that want the Funko one are going to hate it. Like if, if you, me or Vanilla get get drawn for the Funko, they're going to hate the fact that. I only want two Funkos. Yeah. That's, that's but, it. I, but I what makes it cool, anymore. though, is like you can throw that out to your friends to be like, yeah. which ones do you guys want? Because then you're the golden goose that can get them for your friends. <laughs> yeah. But like, the one thing I like about Funkos, we threw a tweet out saying, hey, our exclusives are exclusive to Con. We don't release them or do shared or anything when it's marked an exclusive. And a couple of people are like, wow, shade. And I'm like, fuck you. It's not shade. We're just saying how we do it. I'm like, here's the deal. I like that Funko shares them. Because I don't care that it's rare and worth a thousand dollars. I like it. It looks the same sitting on my desk for ten bucks as it does for a thousand. Right. I just want to be able to get it. So like the Tina riding the the unicorn with yeah, the teacup on her head. Cup on yeah. The head. Yeah. So that one, uh, rumored. I don't even know, but it's probably going to box lunch, which is awesome because that means I can get it for yeah. like twenty four dollars, and I don't need to try to wait in line or I don't need to try to get it at Comic Con, and it's not like a super hard impossible one for me to get. I love that. Like, it's just their, it's their summer release. It's not really a con exclusive. It's just a summer release, which I like and, when and they do And people don't pay like attention that. to those box lunch ones. Like, they did the the special uh, Tina one for the Zach Lunch Day or whatever. The, the one that's sitting right over there. And, like, the, the, the Wally yeah. that's sitting right over there for, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the little Wally that's sitting up there for Earth Day. Yeah, I... They're I, amazing. I had taken off work early uh, when that one was released. Mm-hmm. And I only worked part-time in an office at that, and I took off early. Because I was like, I have to get the Tina. It's yeah. going, and I walked in, and they were like, "Yeah, we've, we've got a ton of them." Yeah, how many do you want? Yeah, like, I bought it like oh, three like... weeks afterwards because I was at eBay <laughs> looking at them, and they were at cost. So I'm like, that means they still got them. This is good. Yeah, but I don't. I wanted it at cost. Like that's that's cool. I mean, I've got I've got some really rare pops and some crazy stuff. But like, it, it's not. I don't love it because it's rare. I like it because I like it. Yeah. Like, what is the the only pop I've paid markup for was the Blue Heisenberg like three years ago. Yeah. That was the only one because it was just impossible to get, and only a couple people put it on eBay, and it wasn't like grossly marked up. I think I paid forty for it. Oh, that's fine. and I was just like, I want this. I I've loved this. I have to have this. And like it's your favorite. Bucks. Like I mean, yeah. I've got. I mean, you guys are in the office. You can see. I mean, there's probably two or three hundred pops behind you that are crazy. Yeah. And I mean, we've got. They're all over the place, and I've got the Conan Stormtrooper. We have that one. Yeah, like I got. I got a bunch of the Conans, but like I, one of my favorites is like the Tinkles and Ghost in a Jar love that one yeah. like that one's super fun so it's not necessarily what they're worth it's just which ones you like i, I do love that you have the chase mr meeseeks i yeah i do yeah i got regular and the chase so I'm, I'm still kicking myself with like when i worked for the at the nerd showroom is of course we had to walk through meltdown comics to get to oh, the yeah. showroom i love meltdown and they had at one point the where they put out the shining ones they had the chase jack and I just didn't want to spend the money because it was right as I'd moved to L.A. And I still am kind of kicking myself. Yeah. Because it was just the regular price. And I was just like. You just do it. Anytime you get a chase, you do it. Like the only thing. I think the only chase I paid up for was my uh, Tobias. My blue Tobias. Oh, yeah. Funky. So I mean, I'm, a big, I'm <laughs> I was, a big Arrested Development fan. I was so. driving in the Valley the other day. I still need to post this on Instagram. But I, there's a street in the valley that's called Tobias, and it's a blue sign. That's perfect. And I just saw it, and I was just like, even the sign's blue. It's perfect. Whenever, <laughs> when everything just comes together the right way. <laughs> but, yeah, but, I mean, that's the thing is, like, it's still fun. Like, I used to collect – Disney did a line of uh, vinyls called Vinylmation a yeah. while ago. And I, I got into that, like, from the start, like, first three, four months after they had that. 
and it was amazing. It was super fun, and the community was really cool, and everything when it started. And then it got toxic really quick because it became a business. And I mean, you had one lady who was stealing stuff from the store. You had another family bringing their kid in, and he'd be like, "I really like that one," and like trading people for the chases, and they were selling them in the parking lot, and like just, Jeez. it it got really really dirty. And then they like changed the whole direction of the whole thing. And I mean, I still love all the ones I have, but it just it once you ruin the fun of it, like. It's it just it sucks. Yeah, like people are breaking into all the boxes because they figured out the coating on them and ripping the tops off them to get the ones that are expensive, and they're all getting destroyed in the store. So now they're behind the counter, and then like it's just it's a whole thing. It yeah. just gets exhausting. Like so, it's just kind of a bummer because I, I, I like toys. Yeah, and the, I mean your, your guys' office is exactly the office I aspire to hopefully have now that we're now that we're. At, I mean, it's what my the second bedroom in my apartment when, when we were still in Salt Lake was. I mean, this is pretty much what it what it was. Yeah, it was. it's the forty year old version. With, yeah. I mean, I mean, you gotta have what is that? A set of five black gnomes. We call them gnomes. <laughs> they're they're five ceramic black gnomes called gnomes with the picture of Dog on Bridge by Monet yeah. and Carol, that Kristen Shaw signed for me. I so, like it. in one of the episodes of Last Man on Earth, uh, like all the paintings, uh, she uh, Carol in the house. It's a Monet because uh, they stole it and they, they put it up in the house. And she paints a poodle on the bridge on the right. Monet. So I did the, I did the art on that and I took it to Comic Con one year and she's like, "Oh my God, where did you get this?" It's like it's from the show. I'm like, "No, I redid it." She's like, "You did this?" I'm like, I'm a "Graphic designer. It's not that hard to rip off a Monet." Like, right. I'm like, "You just Photoshop some stuff and you do that." And she's like, "I'm like, will you sign it?" She's like, "Oh my God, of course I'll sign it." <laughs> So like that's one of my favorite things is like Dog on Bridge by Monet and Carol that Kristen signed for me. I, I do love your little Aqua Bath. I know you guys had worked at the Aqua Bath yep. for a bit. So I, I think they're playing Comic Con this year again too. Are they? I think they're doing House of Blues on Saturday maybe. Yep. Yeah, so we've got that, and I've got a pair of signed underwear by Will Forte in the drawer over there. <laughs> we have weird. I, I, I do love the Navin Johnson uh, picture there too. Yeah, yeah, those are those are all Mike Mitchell's. I have a bunch of his um, and Igor. They're all his show to air. They're not his showdown. Scott C does the showdowns, and, and of course, and of course the the banana stand. Yeah, there's always money in the banana stand. I have the the flaming one too, the variant, but oh, it's nice. a weird size, so I haven't been able to put up. Plus, I mean, you guys see the art in here; it's hard to put everything up. Yeah. So usually, I try to rotate the, the amount of the space. amount of art yeah. versus the wall space I have. Yeah. Is, uh... Oh yeah, yeah. That could cover the apartment complex. That's why oh, you I get a flat file. Could. That's yeah. why you get a flat file and you just keep it all in there. Yeah, that. That's what I suggested. One of my friends, he's been selling a ton of his art, and it's great art, like just art that he had purchased at past cons. And I'm yeah. just like, dude, just no, get a flat file. Flat and, file it, and, and keep all that. Don't don't get rid of it just yeah. because you don't have a place to put it. Or save it to trade for other stuff. I mean, there hasn't yeah. been a lot of print releases that I've wanted lately, so when I do want something, I'll pull something out of the archive. Like if I have an Ali Moss that's not hung, then I probably don't need it. Yeah, the, kind of deal. the guy like, that made the that did the Stewie stairs, uh, one his, Dave Perillo. his Simpsons one that he has for this year. Yeah, Dave just did uh, the, Hank Scorpios. Yeah, the Scorpio and the and the Homer yep. one. I saw that and I was like, it's good. I, don't know that I've got the extra money now, so please don't sell out because it'll be up on his website. That one's good. <laughs> and then Flory did the Bob's Burgers Burger Boss one too, and they're oh, both nice. over to Acme. Like we're friends with Acme, and Acme's awesome. Like those guys are super cool, and like we're really good buddies with Dave. Um, so Perillo's stuff's always pretty cool. Um, but yeah, we have some, we still have some of his prints 
left over from last year. We're just not bringing them to con because they're too hard to bring. Yeah. Like they're just, they're physically 18 by 24 that you need to have. And, set. and they're a little like, hard to, uh, to carry around. Yeah. Uh, unless buy, you're buy those at the end of your day. Yeah. Unless you're like a Mondo that has it like figured out and stuff. Yeah. And I mean, I collect prints. So like I have my tubes with me. So if I buy anything, I can roll it. Um, yeah, I was, I was stupid and I bought that midday nope, and I was wait. still going to Conan that night too. Yeah. You can't. Cause then yeah, you're just I, trying not to destroy it. Yeah. I, I walked around with like my hand, like outstretched, just like, Holding it in its little sleeve, trying yep. to like not get it blown where it's gonna crink. And the entire time, I'm just like, I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, well, why, just, why did I buy this in the middle of the day? That's why you figure, like, uh, what what used to be Aaron Brothers, they're close now. Um, they have uh, kaleidoscoping tubes that we all have that we usually put all of our art in that we all take to con. So I usually keep one of those back in the booth, and then what we'll do for the booth is, um. Uh, anybody who works for us that buys them usually just puts it in there yeah. because then it's super safe. We put it up in the rafters. Nobody touches it. Cause that's the thing is like, we all buy stuff. Right. So like in addition to, I think we have 2000 t-shirts loading into the back this year. In addition to everything else we have, we have 2000 t-shirts to store and keep straight in like a four foot space. That's super small. We all have our stuff that we don't want dented that are collectible that mm-hmm. don't need beat up. And like I said, we have 48 shifts this year. So like, even if everybody has one thing, like <laughs> yeah, from a shift, you're like, take up a lot of space. That's a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So like, when somebody walks over, like, I got you this giant 14 foot Pikachu, you're like, thanks. <laughs> I guess I'll go put it in storage. So, so most of the time it's good. But. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad that we had the time to come come down here and, and catch up with you and actually have an episode we can release with you on the well we'll see if it's recorded the first but yeah I, I can confirm it's recorded this time awesome <laughs> i've made sure it's sitting right in front of me so i can watch the numbers Perfect. tick and <laughs> but yeah it, it's always good to catch up with you and i'm, I'm excited to see the uh i mean you, you you've told us what the what the bob's booth is going to be this year i think people, it'll be fun people are going to freak out when they see it i think it'll be fun i think the fans will appreciate it and like what, once we can say what it is it'll be like oh those guys are kind of dicks but that's kind of right yeah like that that's kind of the goal we like is we're fans and we, we like to show off that we're fans too. So it, it'll be fun. And yeah. like, we'll probably do, we'll probably do this booth for the next couple years. And then, uh, I don't know. I heard there's a, a Bob's movie, a movie coming out. Yeah. So maybe, maybe something will change for that one. We don't know. Who yeah, knows? Who, who knows what'll happen for that? But yeah, maybe there's a movie coming out. Maybe it'll be a new booth. So <laughs> I don't know. I just work here. <laughs> so i'm excited i'm excited for everything you guys have going very excited that american dad got added into the mix yeah super fun so as soon as i saw those i was like all right there's there's some more money i gotta figure out how to move that around yeah. well just... we're already looking for next year i'm like oh stelio contos oh it's getting too spicy for the pepper oh ricky spanish i'm like i want to make all this stuff like so yeah so half the list for next year is already done for american dad so but i know they're doing a panel and i know they're bringing i mean it'd be cool if they were bringing a lot of the cast they are um, but yeah, so I know they're doing a panel down there too. So the whole American Dad crew and, will be and there. And if you find out Seth is coming by the booth, I the one you, I I've he hasn't stopped by before. Yeah, but, he's but, but he's if he very does, busy. You have to notify me because he will, <laughs> he will complete my animation trifecta. Oh, that you're missing? Yeah, because I mean I've had Matt, I've met Dan. Yeah, and, and I was just like I, I have to meet Seth, and I covered the blue carpet for at Paley Fest this year. Oh, okay, and. Everybody was really looking forward to Seth for the Orville. He was the only cast member who didn't come out. Yeah, like I think he mainly he he's been doing a lot for the Orville. Yeah. But even I've never met Seth. Like, and we work on two of his shows. 
Yeah. So like even I haven't gotten to meet Seth before. So he, he's a leprechaun. He's, he's just... <laughs> he, I think he's just really busy. I yeah. think he's like a matter of tray over at, at South Park. Like he's got a lot of projects going on and he's super busy. So, I mean, even as, as tight as we are with family guy and American dad and working with both those studios and stuff, like even I haven't gotten the chance to meet him. <laughs> um, he's, he's got a lot more going on than I do. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. I, I get into one of those signings. Cause I was like, that, that, that's my guaranteed way that I can finally meet Seth. And plus the way it looks too at the signings is uh, I, I think one of the blogs posted this week that they're still maybe doing standby lines. This is all new. Yeah. So nobody really knows what's going to work and what's not. I so. kind of hope they do because it keeps the ballroom 20 line uh, down on Saturdays. Which would be good. So. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again, Todd. Uh, people can go to toddland.com still to get these ordered. Again, those San Diego Comic-Con pickup only. So only. don't think that you can order them and have them. We can't do you. You won't get ship them. it. And usually what will happen is sometimes we'll put stuff on afterwards. If we have leftovers, we never, ever have leftovers. So what we've been doing is anything that we do have a few left of, we take to the next convention. Yeah. So like anything left over from WonderCon, we're taking a couple of things to Comic-Con. Uh, anything for Comic-Con that's left over, we'll probably take to Long Beach Comic-Con. Anything from Long Beach, we'll probably take to Designer-Con. Maybe, maybe we'll show up in New York Comic-Con. We haven't decided what we're doing yet. Um, I'm not a big fan of New York. So <laughs> if we do it, we may partner up with our buddies over at Spoke Art and do something with them. Just like a couple releases, like maybe a, a Burger of the Day tea and maybe some Family Guy stuff. Um, but just logistically us being on the West Coast to yeah. bring the Toddland show on the road. It, it's expensive. It's very, very <laughs> expensive. Like that's that's the one thing I think a lot of people don't understand is like the sheer cost of doing Comic-Con. I mean, everybody knows how much the hotel rooms are. And when you're a vendor... We're guaranteed rooms, but it's super expensive. Right. So, like, when you do it in New York and you're paying people to bring in freight, and you got to ship things and flights and cars. And for us, like, we looked at even doing Emerald City, and it's almost too much to do. Yeah. Like, and it's not Emerald City's fault. It's just the it's how just many the, days in yeah. a car and staff and gas. And if you're a mid-range, if you're a little vendor where you just got a table and a suitcase, you're good. If you're a big vendor where you just write a giant check for two hundred grand because you don't care, you're good. If you're in the middle, it makes it really, really hard. Right. <laughs> so that's that's where we're at is we either got to get smaller or get bigger. So we'll figure it out. We're trying to look into new things for cons. Like maybe we'll just do a six-foot table with a backdrop and a couple of them to bring some pins and a T-shirt to maybe Chicago Comic Con or maybe yeah, uh, Wizard World would be, Salt would be awesome. Yeah. Don't do Salt Lake. <laughs> Somebody's not a fan. But yeah, Wizard World's cool because we can go hang out with Tom Whalen and uh, Dave Perillo and watch them fight. So if, if you oppose sexual assault, don't do Salt Lake. I, let's not do that then. Yeah. So. Yeah, because if you oppose it, they'll yeah. just tell you to sit it out. I yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'll, I'll stick to making goat totes and chef cat. Like, and and if anybody happy. wants a reference to that, go look it up. I'm so good. You'll, you'll you'll have you'll have a heyday. I'm good. So. <laughs> well, thanks for having me, guys. You thanks bet. for coming. Appreciate on. it. <laughs> we'll see you, Todd. Bye, guys.